now it is time for History Matters. We are joined in the studio by the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire to look back on this week in history. Good morning. How are you? Well, good morning, Aaron. And, you know, I, I have to say that today is a really fun day because it's February 29th. Leap day. That's right. Now, if people have digital watches, they've probably all switched over to March 1st. So it lets you actually change it. Uh, but it is the 29th. Uh, but here is a fun fact. Um, this makes it a challenge for you because we do this day in history and not all, about a quarter of stuff happened on this day in history <laughs> yeah, for some that's reason. Right. Well, here's the fun thing. Uh, of course, when calendars are first started, it's uh, uh, Julius Caesar who comes up with a brilliant idea. Let's have 12 months of 30 days each, which, of course, doesn't quite work. And uh, so they started adding some days that still didn't quite work. Finally, it's Pope Gregory in the 16th century who says, let's adopt a different calendar uh, that uh, uh, that adjusts for these extra days that we need. And uh, that's the Gregorian calendar. Um, and it's adopted except for the English uh, colonies and Great Britain. And so they continue to use the Julian calendar, which puts things off more and more and more and more and more, so that eventually um, there are like 11 days now. It's behind. It's well, The seasons are out of whack. March 25th was when New Year's was celebrated. So finally in 1752, Great Britain says that's it. January 1st is the beginning of the new year. And um, uh, then uh, on September 2nd, the next day is going to become September 14th, which uh, uh, there are some riots in the streets like, hey, I was going to say, you know, there are go? some right wingers going, you're not taking away my calendar. <laughs> the people who had birthdays. What do you mean? I don't have a birthday. So oh, God, year. that would be bad. <laughs> you know, I never thought about people who like lost an entire <laughs> hey, birthday yeah, that that's year. Right, that, hey, it's supposedly September. Th- no, you don't. But it's also September. <laughs> people who had like weddings scheduled, yes. like I just showed up at the showed up at the church like, well, it's uh, it's March 7th. Like, no, sorry. It's uh, it's actually January 3rd. Well, you know, no. Knowing that, here's a bizarre thing, which is uh, this is uh, there have been 90,000 days since 1776. And between when the new calendar was adopted and here's another bizarre fact uh, that in when we come to a century mark, if the century is divisible by 400, then there is a leap year. Otherwise, there isn't. So 1800, 1900, no leap year. 2000, 2000, we had one. Yes, and the next one won't be 2100 or 22. It'll be 23. It won't be. It'll be until 2400. <laughs> so, you know, this is one of those odd sort of things. But in 90,000 days since uh, 1776, this is the ninth Thursday today that a leap year has occurred on February 29th. All Isn't right. that amazing? Yes. That's cool. So, you know, that's one of those fun facts. Yeah, the next time it will occur, the <laughs> <laughs> the next, the, the last time it occurred was in uh, 1996, or, uh, and before that was 1968. 1996, I think uh, Ron Stutz was on the air then, so he's seen two of these uh, right, right. Uh, that are on a Thursday. Uh, but the next one won't be until 2052, and I'm sure that History Matters will still be on the air at that point as well. But in addition to all this— I think Ron's going to be hosting the morning show, too. (laughs) Well, it's always great to see— Been around forever. He's going to keep being around forever. He's going to be hosting the morning show, like, in place of me. I'll be on vacation that week. Well, there are some other things happening in addition to February 29th. And one of them happens on uh, February 26th. 
1869, the 15th Amendment is passed by the U.S. Congress, giving, uh, really it was because uh, Americans who were, uh, had been enslaved, African Americans, uh, were first, they were freed, then they were granted in the 14th Amendment, oh yes, you're an American if you're born here, but you still have a right to vote. It takes the 15th Amendment to say you have a right to vote. Of course, as we know in history, uh, that's contested. It takes till 1965, the Voting Rights Act, to, to actually solidify and say there mm-hmm. shall be nothing to discourage that. Though there have been many attempts, uh, poll taxes, literacy tests, I expect in this next election we'll probably have uh, challenges to photo IDs. That doesn't look like you. You know, yep. we're, we're going to see continued uh, efforts. To I mean, and that's a that's a reminder. And I always like take this opportunity to drive the point home. The Constitution is words on paper. They can't right. enforce themselves. They can't defend oh, themselves. They don't have yeah. any power other than the power that we give to them. And that's this is right. a great example of a constitutional amendment that's passed in 1870. It's not until 95 years later that it has yeah. any force or weight because people right. spent 95 years trying to skirt around it and exactly. ignore it and pass laws that violated it that, you that's know, the right. Constitution just never got enforced for all that time. Well, the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. That's a quote attributed to Thomas Jefferson. But whoever said it, it's it's a good one. And it says that we don't take things for granted. And that's why the right to vote is so important. Early voting is going on. Uh, the, uh, the primary is uh, March 5th. But if you haven't voted, please do. Uh, please register to vote. Um, it's a great right that is not uh, a, a lot of people around the world would love to have uh, have free elections. We do. And that's one of the good things. So that's yep. my pitch for democracy. And along with that is something happens March 3rd, 1931. The Star Spangled Banner is finally adopted as the American National Anthem. It wasn't that there wasn't a lot of this, but it took actually Ripley's Believe It or Not to point this out. And I say, was wondering if we you were going to bring this story up. I like this story. <laughs> said there's no national anthem. There was an outcry. People said, what? There's no national anthem. And that's what— uh, Do you <laughs> even know what an anthem is? <laughs> We're well, outraged oh about something goodness. you would never even we thought of bird, before today. We have a stamp. we got to have a national kind anthem. Kind of a country so. are we. That's right. Well, and the one that we hear always at sporting events. Uh, so that's one way we keep score on how things are going. Now, in terms of things, good things. Can we talk really briefly about how weird it is that we play the national anthem before sporting events. Like, I get it at the Olympics. When you win, you're standing on the podium, you get the gold medal, your anthem plays. It's a very cool moment. And, like, you see the the athletes up on the podium with tears in their eyes singing along (laughs) because, like, they've accomplished something and they've achieved something for their country. Playing the national anthem before the start of a baseball game is a very weird thing but, you know, to do. Otherwise you we would never it. sing it because it's difficult. And but more than that, it's a great unifying moment that says, hey, when you're in a stadium, all these people it doesn't matter. We're all Americans. That's a great moment if you think about it. It would be a great moment if there wasn't a huge line at the hot dog stand <laughs> while that anthem was playing. <laughs> well, then People I guess on we their won't, phones. I guess we won't have the Pledge of Allegiance. Is that what you're saying next? Again. <laughs> like Everyone talks about how, how like – how, how heartwarming it is to see a bunch of kids like standing up reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. I remember reciting hey, the I Pledge of Allegiance so I I when I was in too. first and second grade. We didn't understand what any of those words meant. Like we were reciting them in a monotone. Like it's not until later that you learn. 
This is an interesting ritual. Well, it's it a is. real interesting ritual. But you know, this is why we 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 touched on these moments of history that are so important, including the that Yellowstone, uh, the first national park, was established March of. Uh, Third, uh, or my sorry, March first, eighteen seventy-two, yep. and also um, this week in history, on um, March third, nineteen fifteen, here in North Carolina, uh, money was appropriated to purchase Mount Mitchell, which is the tallest mountain on the East Coast. So, you know, these are good things that government does to preserve it for future as a future legacy uh, for for different people. And I think that's a, you know, for all of us, actually. <laughs> and that's a good one. Here is one that's a local connection. March 1st, 1827, an advertisement ran in a local newspaper uh, by Thomas Day. Thomas Day uh, is an African-American uh, furniture maker who was uh, came into, from Virginia, his family, free African-American and uh, is actually lived in Hillsboro around 1820 with his brother, and then they moved uh, up to uh, uh, northern North Carolina, and it's there that he establishes his empire. Furniture is beautiful. Some of it's in the Smithsonian, mm. um, and there is a connection locally that we celebrate people like this who have made a difference despite the fact there was tremendous prejudice against what he was doing, but he just continued to excel. And Speaking with Scott Washington, uh, History Matters, we've got time for one more. What do we got? Okay. Uh, one more than I would say. This is uh, probably people know this too. Uh, March 3rd, 1923, uh, a, a little boy is born, Arthur Lane Watson, and he's born in Watauga County. Um, he develops an eye infection, leaves him blind. He's sent to Governor Moorhead School in Raleigh, uh, but he has an incredible ability with music. Uh, he will go on to uh, learn all kinds of musical instruments, and it's actually, and he's playing folk music to about the 1960s when we have a lot of folk music revival uh, that he really comes to the fore. He will go on to win uh, multiple Grammys. We know him today as Doc Watson. Awesome. And so that's one of the reasons why we think that this is a good week in history for so many reasons, but also especially the people who have excelled and inspire us today to do the best we can, especially on February 29th, uh, the ninth uh, leap year day uh, since 1776. And we hope that your day is just as good as any other, other because history matters. That's right. Scott Washington, thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. You were building up to like a conclusion. I wasn't I was, sure. I wasn't either. So I was kind of wondering where he it's was like, going to go to. Doc Watson. And then you turn it over to me. And it's like, yeah. this, this should be a build up to a conclusion. <laughs>